0: Welcome to Hard Talk, a podcast that looks at how we use technology and specifically ICTs in our daily professional and personal lives. Be it technological advancement in the transport industry, the revolution caused by the mobile phone, I also cover the disruption it is causing in the food and also the building industry. I'm your host, Robert Yawe, an ICT practitioner with over 30 years experience. Trukano was biasing a while back with the discovery of oil. A system of how the extraction was to be done was put in place, how it was going to move around from Lamo and exported to refineries kilometers away to convert into refined products was a headline for a while. Same process applies to data. There's an extraction process an exchange process, which is your transportation, similar to the crude oil. Then the data is refined through a conversion process, such as my bank converting digital data to PDF. Sounds good, the correlation, doesn't it? But are we doing it, if I may ask? Is the process of data refining as seamless as I have just put it? The answer is no. Before I go on, as they say, there's nothing like a free breakfast or a free lunch. Let's
1: listen to a message from our sponsors. Synaptic Solutions is an ICT company dedicated to enabling infrastructure visibility. We provide smart monitoring of your data facilities by implementing intelligent environment monitoring systems. For more, contact us on 254 7294 83385 or email us on smartdatacenter at synaptic.co.ke. Synaptic, spelt S-Y-N-A-P-T-E-C-H. Synaptic Solutions, enabling infrastructure visibility.
0: In the September issue of CIO East Africa, I penned an article. If data is the new oil, the interesting thing is that the word here used is oil, not petroleum, which would usually refer to white fuels, which is data after we've been processed or crude oil after processing. So there must be a good reason why the word data was used instead of the word information. Data is raw. And just like crude oil, it consists of many different items. When processed, you get heavy oils, you get white oils, you get tar a lot of products. And the same applies to data. Data is a raw material that can be utilized for many other activities. The problem has been in, with most of us in the third world, and specifically in my case in Kenya, is that we have taken data for granted. But yet we keep hanging around looking for information, looking for outcomes that could only be defined if data was collected. I'll sit in conferences and listen to big talk about artificial intelligence, big data, IOT, all of which are of no use or cannot be achieved unless we have a data culture, which we sadly do not have. The mobile money providers and my banker have all failed to give me the opportunity to extract my data. And instead they think it necessary to send me information, which is more for final consumption. The data sent to me by my mobile provider and my bank Needs to be to come to me in a raw format so that I can input it in various different applications so that I can extract the information I need. It's similar to the crude oil. I want my crude. I don't want white fuels. I don't want tar. I want to be free to decide what I want to do with my data. On the other end, we have the government who are busy telling us about how we can become a knowledge-based economy. Knowledge requires data. Data that is collected, sanitized, and stored and made available so that we can extract data from it, can extract information from it. My biggest joke is driving down or walking down Uhuru Highway frequently and finding traffic lights that are either flashing or off, and then traffic being controlled by human. I remember years back when the lights were installed along Uhuru Highway, and we actually made a specific trip, my parents and all of us children, to go and see traffic lights work. So it really pains me every time I walk by, and I note that we've decided that traffic lights are not good enough to control traffic, but that we need to revert to what I prefer to call NI, natural intelligence, which is failing us. The traffic in this town is mainly because we've refused to let technology become responsible for it. A policeman standing at Bunyala Roundabout is totally incompetent and incapable of controlling traffic all the way to Museum Hill, and back up Mombasaro to places like uh, Cabanas. The government keeps giving lip service about the need for us to become a knowledge economy. When every day you look around, government is busy in the stone age of technology. There have been a few successes, I could say. The Kenya Revenue Authority is trying to move towards a data culture, and this can be seen with the new specifications that have gone out for what is supposed to be the next generation ETR machine. Unlike the current one, which is basically as good as a doorstop, the new one is supposed to be able to upload data to, to Kenya Revenue Authority, which means we move towards the next level of tax administration. In the developed world, data is a culture, mainly because I would say it's essential for you to survive. When you live in an area that drops to temperatures of minus 20, you need to have a way of knowing when temperatures will drop to minus 20. I suspect the problem with us is living in the tropics. When it's 16 degrees, we're wearing sweaters. When it's 22 degrees, 30 degrees, we're complaining about how the sun must have moved down an inch. And that could be the reason why we do not have a culture of collecting data. And we need to develop such a culture. Recently, we had the issue of the locusts, which I believe are still flying around us. We weren't given sufficient notice that there was a swarm of locusts flying towards us. But did we do anything? No, we didn't. As usual, we concentrated on other issues which were totally un- unrelated that would not help us meet our food security issues. Now we're rushing around trying to use tear gas and fire bullets to see if we can distract a locusts from eating all our food. For us to get a better appreciation of data, it needs to be given to us in what I refer to as machine readable. PDF document is not machine readable. It's human readable. PDF is not data. It's not a a platform for interchange of data. If we are to get to a level where data becomes useful to the end consumer, it needs to be sent to you in a method, in a format that you can upload into various tools. For example, into Excel or into your accounting system. Because it makes no sense when my bank sends me my bank statement in PDF format, which I then need to convert and input into my accounting system to be able to do my bank reconciliation. The interesting thing is that the bank stores that data in raw form, in CSV, in XML. But when it comes to sending it to me for some very bright reason, which I'm yet to understand, they will send it to me as a PDF file and tell me that they've gone digital. It's not digital.
1: AVTech is a leading systems integrator that provides environmental monitoring for your data center, server rooms, and even cold storage facilities. We are inspiring imagination. We are striving for innovation. Together, we are advancing world-class integration. These products are available in Kenya from Synaptech Solutions, AVTech. IT and facilities environment monitoring made
0: easy. So the question comes again, where do we fail? What is it that we are incapable or we are we unwilling to become? data centric. And it all begins with you as an individual. How much data of your own do you collect? Those of you who drive, do you collect data on your fuel consumption? Or do you just know that every two weeks or every week you spend three thousand shillings or five thousand shillings for fuel? Are you able to tell whether your car is consuming more or less? Many of us wonder why the car is not going as far as it did before because we fuel based on an amount and not on liters. Your car does not move on cash, it moves on liters of fuel. So unless you're collecting this data in a format that allows you to analyze it, then you will remain at a data phob, fearing data, but yet hoping to become reliant on information, which will not happen. There's no miracle that's going to happen and overnight, you're able to have information. If you never collected and stored the data that has been trickling in small amounts. Fortunately, for those of you driving what we call machines or huge German cars, most of this is done for you automatically. On your dashboard, your car tells you how it's been doing in terms of mileage. But what does this do? This takes away the process of you getting to appreciate data collection and handing it to someone else, soon enough that car will get connected to the 3G, the 4G or the 5G network, and will send data away to the manufacturer of your vehicle, who will then use that data to make decisions on your behalf. We need to move forward and learn to appreciate that if you do not have control of your data, there is no way you can have control of information. And there's no way you become a knowledge economy. Closer to you would be your health. How many of us remember the last time we were on an antibiotic regime? Which antibiotic was it? Why was it given to you? And how effective was it? We finish, or, although many of us do not, then we move on. And another three months down the road, you're on an antibiotic again. Another three months, you're on an antibiotic again always moving to a different doctor, always moving to a different health provider, or just walking to a pharmacy and asking for drugs, and then hoping that you can remain healthy. When you, If you're going to decide to be totally dis, disconnected from a single provider of healthcare, then at least collect your data and keep it. It is interesting that even those insurance companies which should be thinking about data as essential to them making decisions on my policy or on what new products to introduce, have gone out of their way to make sure that they cannot collect data by insisting that outpatient is the most expensive cover you can give yourself, but they'll give you inpatient. If I'm diabetic, the last thing you want is to deal with me in inpatient. You need to monitor me as an outpatient. Collect data, on how my blood sugar levels is fluctuating so that you can deal with it before it becomes critical. By the time it becomes an inpatient issue, it's going to be a hundred thousand plus cost to the insurance company. But why is it that we do this? Again, it's because we are data forbes. We are afraid of data. We are afraid of collecting it. We are afraid of storing it. And we are even more afraid of analyzing it. Years back, insurance companies did not cover a normal delivery because they claimed it was not a medical condition, but instead they would pay for a cesarean. Now what happened was over a couple of years, the number of CSs taking place in hospitals increased drastically until one particular insurer looked at the situation and noted what had happened. And all they did was introduce a new policy Whereby they clearly say they cover normal delivery. The cost differential between a normal and a cesarean delivery is about three hundred to five hundred percent. Shocking that a company organizations that are dependent on data, such as insurance companies who have to evaluate risk, did not see that. Have we become a society that preaches wine and drinks water?
1: This podcast is hosted by Robert Yahweh and the content is based on articles written on the monthly magazine CIO East Africa. Production is done by Acute Media.